Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. You're hanging out with Carol and Lavinia, joined in the studio this morning by happiness scientist and TEDx speaker, Sha'an. Welcome back. Thanks for having me again. She's also the founder of Happiness Scientist and, uh, you know, being happy all the time it's not about being happy all the time is it no Shine. it's not we're all human right so yeah. we have moments where we're sad angry frustrated but we also have joy love peace you know mm. yeah. alright so you recently embarked on your second TEDx talk yes Yay. congratulations thank you, thank you tell us more about that what triggered it what was the inspiration behind it mm-hmm. yeah so I was invited to this TEDx talk by the Global Indian International School and the theme was rise mm. rise up nice yeah so I asked myself you know what could I talk about and I kind of brought back to the moments when I was feeling really low but then also feeling grateful that I managed to get out of that low moment Mm. so I thought that would be a great thing to talk about how do you rise up when you're going through tough times very relatable I think you know it's something that all of us definitely has gone through if you haven't I don't think you're part of this world. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And actually, that was what inspired uh, the topic for today, mm. uh, which is how do we find hope in difficult moments? Mm. I want to know the answer to that one. <laughs> Why is it so hard to do, you know, to, to find hope, to be hopeful, to be positive? Are humans just more pessimistic people by nature? <laughs> you know, just creatures? I mean, it, it can appear that way, but mm. I think human beings, we have this thing called the negative bias, means you are more predisposed to pay attention to negative things. Why is that? Who put it there? Who put it there? Yeah. It's a survival mechanism. So, for example, in the past, right, if our ancestors encountered danger or threat in the form of a saber-toothed tiger mm. and they didn't feel the fear, didn't respond to the negative stimuli, Maybe. they would be... <laughs> they'd be <Food>. like... <laughs> hey, kitty, kitty! Yeah, exactly. Rawr. They'd be like, oh, so cute, go pet. And you lost your arm. and then. <laughs> but oh. if they saw a beautiful flower or mm. sunset and they didn't respond, mm. nothing would happen to them. So I guess over time we became conditioned to see that we need to respond to things that are negative. If not, we'll be harmed. Okay. Of course, in modern times, we don't have saber-toothed tigers, but we have other threats, right? Mm. We have stress. Yes. We have uh, challenging work environments. We have difficult relationships. We have people who walk on the street without looking up. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Just those people <laughs> on par with saber-toothed tigers <laughs> now, is it? The zombies looking at their phone and then bang. Oh, but very good point. Yeah. Oh, so that's how this negative bias comes about. Mm. Yeah, and then when we use it too much, then we get stuck in negativity. So it's not like we need to be happy all the time, but we also need to recognize that if that is where we are, then how do we balance it up with the positive emotions? Yeah. Because they also play an important role. I was just reading uh, a couple of days ago that happiness can be inherited. Mm. Yeah, you can Ooh. get a, like 50, yes. apparently 50% of that comes from your parents. Yeah, so what it means is that if your parent or parents are more optimistic in general, you then more likely you are going to be that way. Mm. But then that's also, you know, there's part of it where your intentional activities play a role. That means what do you consciously actively do? to balance up that negative or whatever inclination you have. Right. And then, of course, circumstances play a role. Yeah, but most people misunderstand that circumstances actually take up most 100%. Yeah. Yeah, right? If I'm born in this country, obviously for, for some people who are in like war-torn countries, circumstances is a huge part of their well-being. Mm. Yeah, but of course, you know, there are ways that I guess they can refocus or, you know, find pockets where they can still experience some of the you know, positive Happiness really is a science. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was about to say. There's so much research behind it actually that people don't realise. Mm. 
Now, when you actually delivered your TEDx talk, mm. you were in the midst of a very challenging situation <laughs> yes. yourself. Yes. Yeah. I was having a second round of COVID, believe oh. it or not. Um, and the organizers, organizers were asking me, like, are you actually going to appear? <laughs> and I said, well, it depends on my test in the morning <laughs> whether I will actually appear. So yeah, I mean, it's I do so much speaking that every other week I have something on. Mm. And so COVID, whenever it happens, is often going to be in conflict with something. Yeah, really disruptive. Huh? Very disruptive. So, yeah. I, and I know that uh, you mentioned how you were in isolation for the second round of COVID yeah. and you still had to like record, you know, when you're just not feeling quite yourself. Yeah, I record, remember Record like, you know, that. the trailer for it. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, if if I were to make it on stage and I wanted to be prepared and also if they've already invited people and they expect you to be there, then a video is better than not being there in person. Mm. Yeah, so I said, okay, I'm going to record it when I feel a little bit better. But you know, COVID, it affects your throat, it affects your breathing and all of that is important to deliver a good speech. So what was the thought process there? How did you motivate yourself yeah. to get up and do it? <laughs> Say well, some people may need to hear this, Ooh. right? And they are talking to youths, and you know, I went through a really hard time in in my youth, my secondary years, and I thought if someone hears this and it's going to benefit them, then that's what I'm going to focus on. Wow! So yeah. thinking of the greater good. Mm. I wish I had to be my mummy. <laughs> nurturing, you know, she says all the right things. She's, every every Monday, I have so many takeaways. And I'm like. Yeah, that's so how today I would live my life. Away, so shan to be a mummy. Yes, please. <laughs> that's <laughs> the only takeaway. I give you. I give you. <laughs> Let's dive right into it. How can we find hope when we find ourselves in that difficult moment? I think people confuse hope with blind optimism. Mm. So hope isn't just about oh I hope and it will come true, like making a wish, right? It really is a goal-oriented motivation to persevere towards something that you want to get to. So to find hope, we can think of a very simple acronym, GPA. Not to get results, huh? mm. but, <laughs> uh, but G is for goal. So if you have a goal, no matter how small, that itself already breeds hope because like that's something that I want to work towards. Mm-hmm. And then P is pathways, pathways, which is how do I get there. Okay. And many people make the mistake of only having one pathway. Mm. And because when that pathway fails, then you lose hope because right. your pathway to get there is gone. Oh. So, so you need like plan A, plan B, plan C. Yes, kind of thing. correct. We think of multiple pathways because if one fails, then you take. And it also promotes hope because now, hey, you know, there are many ways to get to where one. There isn't only that one way and it moves us out from a very fixated kind of thinking. And that already shifts your mindset for yes. the better, right? Yeah, because then there's like, possibilities oh, yes. as opposed to roadblocks. Mm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And what is A? A is agency. So Ooh. it's like, what inside myself can I, a resource that I have inside myself or motivation I have inside myself that will enable me to overcome potential obstacles, mm. right? So if my goal is, for example, achieving uh, a, a particular milestone in my career, I want to get to this promotion, right? And what's my agency? Why do I want to do this? Mm. Is it because I want to learn, know that I've learned new skills? So it's like I've, your motivation yes, for it? Yes, yeah. Okay. And it has to come from within, not somebody else has to give it to me. And so if we put all three together... This is a very simple framework to become more hopeful. I don't know about you, Carol, but <clears throat> I was just been taking notes. Yeah. I'm always working my hardest like a student whenever Sean comes in because I'm like, oh my god, that's really good. Teacher in the house. Yeah, no, and I'm taking notes because I'm like, that is really good, Sean. GPA. Pathway agency. Yes. Simple and easy to remember as well. Okay, so moving yes. on. Our next question is how can we change the way we cope with a difficult moment? I think many people cope with difficulty by trying to run away from it, dismiss it or distract themselves. But if you do that, then you never actually get to understand what is going on. 
So, of course, at that point, you may think, but it's so painful, Shan. And all I'll say is that I know, I know it's hard to be in those moments. But in those moments, if we can, you know, take the, a few deep breaths to calm down and say, you know, what is, what is this situation really all about? What is actually happening? What am I truly experiencing? And allow ourselves to get those emotions out, whether it's by writing or talking to someone, mm. so that we can sense make around it. Yeah, that's one of the ways at least to gain awareness. Mm. Because if you don't know what you're dealing with, then how do you know which strategy is going to help you get out? See, and many of us try what we Google. Yeah. But then if you don't know where you are again, mm. then how do you know what you Google is actually helpful? Yeah. Yeah. So mm. that is, you know, a, a situation I see with many people. So I Google already, why I'm not happier? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, if only Google were that powerful. Yeah, precisely. But say, how much do you actually know about what's going on? Mm. Right? What has led to this situation? Is it only your fault? Many people think it's all my fault. Yeah. Yeah, but is it only your fault? It mm. could be circumstantial. It could be another person. It could be years and years of cultural baggage mm. that you may not even be aware of. So, you know, we need to unpack some of these One things. One question I've always found useful is, is is it true? You know, when we tend to hear statements about ourselves or other people, the first question that comes to mind should be, is this true? Yes. Yeah. Then and how you, do you answer that? Do you do you try to search within or do you ask somebody else, is that what you think of me or something? I feel like both, right? Like yeah. if you feel like something's always all your fault, then you have to ask yourself, is this true? And then you think, you, you try and be objective, you step out of yourself yes. and you see it from a third person view. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And sometimes talking to people Yes, definitely. Well. Like mm. we call this challenging. We challenge what our thoughts are telling us and our thoughts aren't always mm. accurate mm. so if we think it's all my fault yes we ask for evidence oh, it's an evidence question mm. how many times have I felt this way right and number two it's like when I felt this way what actually happened mm. and where's the evidence for that and yes your mind will search for evidence based on what you believe so you will find plenty right that it's yeah. all your fault the but negative then you need bias to ask, kicks in yeah <laughs> so like you need to ask drive, the, other, throttle, the yeah. other side are there times when it's not true mm. when it's not my fault that it was really somebody else and sometimes we find this hard to do because we are so bought into our own beliefs yeah many mm. times the husband didn't wash the dishes <laughs> not my fault just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and finally the, uh, what is one key takeaway from today as we discuss about finding hope in difficult moments um, focus on the small things that are working you know, there will always be a lot of things that aren't when you're in that hopeless situation and it's so easy to focus on those. Or does, does it go to plan, right? Does yeah, it go to plan? exactly. Mm. But if we focus on just one small thing that, hey, you know, today I managed to do X and that is good enough for now. Because mm. I think sometimes we expect that hope looks like this big bright object that must make big waves, big strides, then considered we make progress. Mm. Yeah, but I think if we make small progress towards small goals, then we have got those pathways going. Right? And the and hope can grow. Feel, yeah, then the hope can grow because we are making progress up those steps out of the well, right? Wow, nice. So, Sean, I need you to sign right here. It says that you are going to adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, just mother and nurture me. And I promise to do good for society. She's a lot of work, I gotta say. <laughs> no. Will she give me chocolate? Maybe I'll agree. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah totally. Life oh, is she expecting life. me to give her chocolate? <laughs> The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia every weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on 1FM 91.3.